0: This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hello. Today being a Thursday, we meet again for another Financing Change in Africa series here on the Africa Climate Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Mbogwa. Remember, Financing Change in Africa series is an eight-part series made possible by a collaboration between the Climate Investment Funds, the African Development Bank, and the Africa Climate Conversations. Now, Africa accounts for a total funding of 300 million U.S. dollars of the pilot program for climate resilience. The pilot program for climate resilience is a 1.2 billion U.S. dollar adaptation funding window of the climate investment funds under the Strategic Climate Fund. Now, Lori Rufo, the program coordinator, says the adaptation funds worked with Mozambique, Niger, and Zambia, among other countries, to build community resilience. The fund has also supported Ethiopia, the Gambia, Madagascar, Malawi, and Uganda to prepare their climate resilient investment plans. The pilot program for climate resilience program is funded by the Strategic Climate Fund. Would you please just elaborate a little bit about the Strategic Climate Fund?
1: yeah sure sure sophie so um, the climate investment funds comprise two trust funds Uh, one is the clean technology fund and the other one is the strategic climate fund or the scf so the scf has uh, three programs under it and uh, one of them is the pilot program for climate resilience or ppcr And the other two are the Forest Investment Program and the Scaling Up Renewable Energy Program in low-income countries. Mm. So basically, there are three dedicated funding windows under the Strategic Climate Fund. And uh, those windows aim to pilot new approaches that has the potential for uh, scale-up and transformative impact. Each of these programs is uh, aimed at uh, tackling a specific climate change challenge. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: for instance, our Forest Investment Program, or FIP, we support uh, forest communities in pursuing sustainable forest management, and we help countries in promoting reduced emissions from deforestation and forest degradation. For our um, Scaling Up Renewable Energy Program in low-income countries, Mm -hmm. This program, we seek to create new economic opportunities and uh, also increase energy access through the production and use of renewable energy. And of course, the last but not the least of the three programs is the Pilot Program for Climate Resilience. Tell us more about the PPCR. Yes, so the Pilot Program for Climate Resilience or PPCR is the $1.2 adaptation funding window of the climate investment funds. Mm -hmm. So under the PPCR, uh, we are working with 28 countries and also implementing two regional programs, one for the Caribbean and another one for the Pacific. Under the program, we uh, pilot test and demonstrate innovative approaches on how to integrate climate risk management and resilient solutions into development planning and also how to deliver adaptation investments at scale. So how, how do we do this? Uh, we implement a PPCR through a two-phase approach that is uh, inclusive and participatory. The first phase uh, is the development of a climate resilience investment plan, which we call the Strategic Program for Climate Resilience or SPCR. This is a country-led and country-owned approach, which involves a participatory process among uh, relevant stakeholders in the country to identify adaptation priorities and strategies. Now, um, the second phase uh, revolves around the preparation and implementation of actual investment projects on the ground These are the projects that uh, were identified under the Climate Resilience Investment Plan. This phase uh, also involves the monitoring of the projects and the overall uh, program in the country. So, for instance, in Africa, the African Development Bank is our key partner in the implementation of uh, the pilot program for climate resilience in various countries. And it's together with the World Bank and um, the uh, International uh, Finance uh, Corporation. So in 2009, uh, we started our uh, PPCR program in Mozambique, Niger, and Zambia. And in 2015, we further supported uh, other African countries to prepare their climate resilience investment plans. This includes uh, Ethiopia, Gambia, Madagascar, Malawi, uh, Rwanda, and Uganda. Mm-hmm. Next to Asia, uh, Africa has the biggest share of our PPCR portfolio. BPCR mm-hmm. uh, operations in Africa accounts for a total funding of almost 300 million. And uh, this is 30% of uh, the total PPCR portfolio of uh, 1 billion globally. Mm -hmm. In terms of the types of projects, um, most of the projects um, identified in the uh, country resilience program focus on um, demonstrating transformational approaches in agriculture, landscape and water resources management infrastructure design, um, and also private sector engagement in adaptation and resilience building.
0: What are the results that you've actually seen uh, in the countries in terms of building resilience and also helping countries shield their communities and ecosystems from the climate risks?
1: Africa has uh, contributed uh, the least to the global warming, and um, without urgent action at scale, um, the region will suffer some of the most Uh, you know, some of the worst consequences of a changing climate and -hmm. this would include cyclone, massive flooding, severe drought season and all of these are um, extreme events that threatens uh, economic growth in the region. Also, uh, the dependence of most economy in Africa on climate sensitive sectors such as agriculture and natural resources contribute to the region's uh, significant vulnerability to climate change. Mm-hmm. And so through our uh, collaboration with the African Development Bank, the World Bank, and the International Finance Corporation, we supported Mozambique, Niger, and Zambia under our PPCR program to address these development challenges brought by climate change. And we did this through a programmatic approach. For instance, in Mozambique, um, Mozambique ranks high among countries in Africa in terms of exposure to climate-related hazards. Mm -hmm. So annually, um, this hazard will cost the country an average of more than 1% of their GDP. So what we did in Mozambique, in collaboration with the African Development Bank, is that we supported the government in implementing sustainable land and water resources management practices
0: Mm -hmm. in
1: selected districts of Gaza province. So we did this through um, enhancing irrigation infrastructures, improving cultivation practices and agro-processing, and promoting uh, farm diversification. Mm -hmm. Through these um, interventions, um, we have improved the productivity and income of farmers. The infrastructure built through the project for uh, improving water supply systems like small earth dams and boreholes benefited almost 60,000 people and 55,000 livestock. Mm -hmm. These infrastructures are also especially very helpful for for the beneficiaries that are located in remote areas where severe droughts for the past years have also made access to water a very big challenge. And also through these interventions uh, in Mozambique, uh, we built the capacity of the local communities to manage their natural resources in a sustainable way so that um, they can also improve on their uh, livelihood. This made the communities much more ready to adapt and cope with climate change. And also, um, in another project, also in one of the districts in Gaza province, Mm -hmm. the government installed new irrigation schemes, which has covered almost 3,000 hectares of rice, maize, and uh, vegetable farms. And the annual productions of uh, these crops has doubled in the area because of the project.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. We we also have a few projects in Niger, so in Niger, uh, we are helping farmers adapt to uh, climate smart approaches to farming practices, and this has translated to um, improve resilience of the local population and the production system. And for this project, More than 1 million farmers have adopted improved agricultural practices and uh, more than 45,000 hectares of land are now under improved land management Mm. and the crop yields in this area um, have increased on the average by about 60% 60 over the last four years. Mm. In Niger, we also uh, rehabilitated more than 200 community socioeconomic economic infrastructure using resilient designs. What we, do, what we did in the country is also introduce new technologies where we provided farmers with enhanced access to weather information. And they do this through their mobile phones and community radio. And it helped them make informed decisions on farming. Hmm. Yeah, and also, uh, maybe, Sophie, I can also mention um, our work in, in Zambia. Mm-hmm. In, Zambia um, through our part, uh, in Zambia, through our partnership with the African Development Bank and the World Bank, mm-hmm. we invested in institutional and capacity building, and we supported the establishment of the uh, Climate Change Secretariat, which enabled a strong multi-sectoral coordination and climate change investments in the country.
0: Yeah.
1: We also financed the... Yeah, and we also finance the construction of climate proofing. Uh, we financed the construction and climate proofing of 240 kilometers of uh, farm-to-market access road in the country and rehabilitated major canals. This uh, initiative has benefited more than 60,000 families, and one notable thing about this is that more than 20, 22,000 are female-headed households. Yeah, and one important component of our program in Zambia is that uh, we also focus on implementing community-based projects for the poorest and most vulnerable communities in the Kafue and Barotsesa Basin. Mm -hmm. We have implemented about uh, more than 2,000 of these community-based projects. And I can give you some examples of these projects that we have implemented. Yeah. Yeah. So, examples of uh, these projects that we have implemented include the construction of solar-powered boreholes. This is to provide um, safe drinking water to communities even during the drought seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, These projects resulted to increase attendance of school children as they do not have to walk for so many hours to fetch water. Mm -hmm. And um, according to the monitoring of the government, it also improved the nutrition and health of these children and enhanced the opportunities for enhanced livelihood to uh, communities, especially to women. In Mongo District, for instance, uh, we have a fish farm project, which is uh, supporting 25,000 households, And one third of these households are headed by women. Mm -hmm. The women um, underwent training to improve the understanding of the impacts of climate change on their livelihood. Mm -hmm. And also the training made them better informed of their choices so that they can improve their income, their uh, crop and, food production the project has uh, improved the livelihood and strengthened the value chain from farm to market yes so through these projects in zambia um, we were able to prove that uh, what is possible in terms of collaboration between the national government and local governments and also collaboration and partnership with non-government organization and community which is basically a change from a traditional top-down approach. Yeah. So learning from this yeah, so learning from this experience um, of working with various uh, sector agencies and also different levels of government down to the local community. Zambia saw the value of um, embedding climate risk and uh, resilience objective into the government's uh, development planning process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so with this uh, work and um, experience and lessons under the PPCR, in Zambia um, they have integrated climate resilience principle in the country's national development plan. And also uh, mainstream um, adaptation and this is disaster risk management principles into the priority programs of um, the sectors like in agriculture, fisheries, transport, and other infrastructure sectors, and um, even in local and community development plans. Mm-hmm. And one notable uh, initiative of the government because of the experience under the PPCR is that the government agencies also allocated staff and budgetary resources for climate resilience program because they realized that this will ensure the sustainability of the government adaptation mainstreaming efforts uh, through the PPCR.
0: I'm listening to you talk about uh, working with different stakeholders. I'm wondering how you work with private sector uh, to raise funds uh, for this particular Mm -hmm. uh, project, yeah.
1: Yeah, so maybe I can give you an example of uh, what we did in Niger. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: in Niger, um, we have engaged with uh, a private entity. The name of the entity is uh, Netafim. So in collaboration with the International Finance Corporation, we engage with Netafim to install family size uh, drip irrigation systems on parcels of land across the country. So the technology um, is powered entirely by solar energy pumps. So basically, it slowly delivers water to the base of the plant drip by drip. So far, um, Netafim has trained more than 1,000 farmers uh, to use the technology, Mm -hmm. and more than half of them are women. Mm -hmm. So the drip irrigation installed through the project uh, allowed women to generate a lot more income through yield increase and also the ability to produce crops that are uh, not typically farmed during the dry season. So the values of these um, crops are higher. When you bring them to the market, and also mm-hmm. because of that project, um, women save much more time by not having to fetch water in, you know, in a bucket from the well. Mm-hmm. And as a result, um, some of these women invested their time and profit into other um, generating income generating opportunities, such as uh, purchasing and tending to livestock. And in that yeah. project, uh, yeah. So in that project, participating farmers have uh, reported water savings of 56 uh, percent, and also an increase in income by more than 70 percent.
0: What is the future for the PPCR in Africa?
1: Yes. Um, so going forward, uh, what we intend to do is uh, to focus our work in the climate investment funds on. Um, new investment programs, uh, learning from not only the experience and lessons under the PPCR, but across all our uh, SIF programs that are currently under operations. So we continue to support um, accelerated climate action, and also we wanted to Further our support support to a pro-growth agenda that will help help countries um, generate jobs. And at the same time, we also want to support a sustainable economic recovery of countries after the COVID-19. So, what we are uh, intending to pursue further is to implement programs on renewable energy integration, uh, climate smart urbanization. Low carbon and climate resilient industry, and also uh, have a specific program on investing in natural capital. And we also hope that uh, through this various program, we can work closely with the Sahel countries uh, to develop a sustainable landscape and natural resources management program in the region. And uh, under these uh, programs, Adaptation and resilience objective will be cross-cutting because uh, what we wanted to achieve is, uh, you know, tangible adaptation results and um, all these uh, new programs, uh, adaptation result would be a very important um, objective and agenda.
0: Now, Mozambique is Africa's second most threatened country by climate change after Madagascar. Now, the country benefited from the Climate Resilience Funding for its Sustainable Land and Water Resource Management Project. Cesar Tick, the Agriculture, Rural Development and Climate Change Specialist at the African Development Bank in Mozambique, tells us how the project has helped build community resilience.
2: Based on the experiences of land and water. Mm-hmm. So we are expanding those experiences to other okay. areas in Mozambique.
0: Does it mean the sustainable land and water resources management project is already finalised?
2: Yes, we finalised in two thousand nineteen, December two thousand
0: nineteen. Okay, so tell me about it. What was it all about, and when did it start, and uh, how far wide did it go?
2: We started in, in two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, joined with the World Bank and uh, IFC uh, when the Climate Investment Fund was created. They selected mm-hmm. the nine countries to be piloting mm-hmm. climate-related infrastructure and the improved adaptation mm-hmm. uh, of the local communities. Mm-hmm. So Mozambique was one of the nine countries selected for the okay. first phase for piloting mm-hmm. adaptation issues. Uh, we designed a, s- a strategical climate framework. The Climate Investment Fund approved the, around 80, mi- $80 million dollars
0: mm-hmm.
2: for Mozambique. And mm-hmm. we divided among ourselves between the World Bank and the African Development mm-hmm. Bank 40 million for the for African Development Bank and mm-hmm. 40 million for the World Bank and 10 million, it was 90, 10 million for IFC, okay. to piloting climate resilient infrastructure to increase adaptation of local communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the, the, the main objectives of that funding. We divided mm-hmm. in two. We provide the resources for the sustainable in the arid areas arid areas in Mozambique Mm -hmm. and on on the irrigation side. Also, we have two projects. One is still ongoing on the irrigation side. It will be closing next year. But the the, the drought was was closed. Based on that, we designed the project, Mm -hmm. which was to bring models that will improve the water availability for communities improve mm-hmm. agriculture mm-hmm. and not just put the water infrastructure but also put the water infrastructure mm-hmm. but with the multi-purpose use for livestock for um, farmers to do agriculture production mm-hmm. uh, for drinking for mm-hmm. washing we put some different type of infrastructure linking to the to the, um, boroughs which was linking with the solar panels we elevate tanks with the solar panels and be able to, to expand to the rural areas. So this is one of the uh, infrastructure that we put in place. The second infrastructure that we put in place was the um, subsurface reservoirs, which was 25 million uh, cubic cubic meters of water
0: mm-hmm.
2: and also with elevated um, tanks with solar panels, with which well, the, um, close to the river, to the tributaries. To get the water and concentrate water for four or five years uh, mm-hmm. in the dry land areas for the local population. Yeah. So we've also brought the uh, irrigation uh, um, irrigation kits. Uh, mm-hmm. Initial we designed with the solar panels, but uh, we end up having with a um, fuel. Uh, which was costly for the population, but now we are backing to the solar panels. But because the solar panels irrigation kits, mm-hmm. uh, because of the, the technology, the design, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. allowed for you to farm one to two hectares, mm-hmm. while the kits were designed for five to ten hectares. But now we are improving the, this type mm-hmm. of technology. We also rehabilitated degraded areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Putting like agroforest type of, of um, also plantations, we did uh, the seedlings to expand it to those plantations. There was a lot of activities related to that. We did um, the poultry houses with a climate-proof roof that, during the heat periods, they would reduce the heat to affect the chickens. Uh, but on the cold it will it, they moderate the temperature. so we de- we design a lot of um, solar related infrastructure in arid zones mm-hmm. to improve the adaptation capability of the population so that's why this time we and then based on that experience ifar mm-hmm. and the world bank they also the world bank they design a, a road climate proof road a huge mm-hmm. one that connect to districts and on the second project, we designed a climate-proof road into an irrigation scheme.
0: And when you say that you build a climate-proof road, what do you mean? A climate-proof
2: road is that um, in Gaza province, around Shashai mm-hmm. city,
0: mm-hmm.
2: when the river, Limpopo River,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, it gets, Limpopo River starts in South Africa. Yeah. When the, they open the gates in South Africa, uh because of the heavy rainfall, because mm-hmm. of high rainfall, they opened against the gates, the city get used to get flooded because the water comes upstream, downstream to the sea. Chacha is, is close to is linked to the sea. So okay. it's when the, the, the river discharged the water to the sea.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So what we did is that, and there is an irrigation scheme there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What we did is that we put an elevated road which okay. Works as a bank to protect the city against these floods. Mm
1: -hmm. So,
2: when there is this, uh, uh, the water comes upstream from Zimbabwe and South Africa, Mm -hmm. and um, this road is really elevated and has the the tarmac, all the infrastructure to protect the city against Mm -hmm. floods. Okay. So, and protects the irrigation scheme also from the water that uh, comes upstream. Absolutely. so we say that this it's a climate proof because it protects against floods mm. while on the, that that project the sustainable land we working in upstream this basimpo project because we divided the funds into two projects one is on the um, on the irrigation scheme which is a uh, lowland areas that have been uh, flooded mm-hmm. and we did that road to protect the city of shashai and this irrigation scheme for flooding okay. Based on those experiences, we now we end the third project that we designed. Then we came up with a small amount of I money, mean, was fifteen million. This mm-hmm. ongoing project on drought, and we expanding some experience because the first project we did in one province, Gaza province. Mm-hmm. Now we we expanded to Maputo province, which is in the much south. Also, is a it's located in one of the arid zones in the country. The second project now we are doing the third project, which will include the three provinces, include Another province, Yambani province, which is very arid, really very dry, uh, is affected by dry spells for long periods. So we are mm-hmm. moving uh, those resilience, uh, climate resilience type of activities.
0: How many people did the project benefit in Gaza?
2: Yes, uh, initially in Gaza province, the first project, mm-hmm. um, we benefit around uh, 18 communities. 18? 18,
0: uh-huh.
2: They 18, uh, are around the now fifty thousand people. Okay, 50,
0: people. Yes. Yeah. So, Sasa, uh, Mozambique basically ranks amongst the most exposed African countries. It's second now. It's second currently. Yes. So, when when you look at the sustainable land and water resource management project that you already implemented, how did it help Mozambique integrate? climate resilience into different sectors and probably also harmonize sectors. So the Ministry of Agriculture and the Ministry of Energy are probably basically working in, in tandem um, to actually make sure that there is resilience. So in terms of what the Ministry of Land is doing and what the Ministry of Water is doing and what the Ministry of Energy and Health are doing, they have, they communicate and all those uh, sectors are climate proof. And basically the, the sectors are aligned together.
2: Yes. Um... When we design those projects we also design upstream type of activities we uh, we we experiment uh, we pilot certain type of infrastructure to increase adaptation but we also work upstream in which improve the um, the um, policy uh, policy and the strategic and regulatory framework in the country mm-hmm. uh, in order to bring uh, to, to harmonize to bring all the sectors into uh, into this process. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually Mozambique was the, the one of the first that had the um, uh, green economy policy
0: mm-hmm.
2: that was this, that was designed and uh, supported by the former president of the country. designed signed mm-hmm. during the um, Rio conference, uh, the world summit in Rio Mm-hmm. Um, we started to design all these policies. On this project, we designed a strategical framework on the climate uh, climate change issues for the country. Mm-hmm. We supported the development of the National Adaptation Plans, the NAPAS. Mm-hmm. All the districts right now, they have the National Adaptation Plans. Mm-hmm. Um, so within the, that framework, of policy and strategical framework. It's where we cross around all the different sectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, although when we pilot those type of activities, we work with the water sector, we work with the, the agricultural sector, we work with the energy sector on the solar panels, because the solar panel is, the, is part of the strategy uh, mm-hmm. for a climate resilience within the energy sector.
0: Mm-hmm. We
2: brought the solar panels type of uh, uh, models support this infrastructure when we work with the irrigation kits with the solar panels is we combine um we are piloting experiences based on the national um, designs based on the national policies Mm -hmm. so those is those are the combinations that we we bring but the essential part is that we need we are working upstream on designing those type of supporting the design of these policies and strategies that uh, they are helping the country uh, to create this umbrella of um, an umbrella environment where all the donors can they can come and uh, also investing into resilience climate resilience type of infrastructure because we are creating this umbrella on, on design the climate national uh, climate change uh, policy and strategy we uh, improve the national adaptation. We Mm -hmm. improve the national policy for the um, coastal management uh, zones. It's uh, Mm -hmm. another uh, policy we uh, that is doing. We support the Minister of uh, uh, Land and Environment. Who right now they have uh, a Directorate of Climate Change. They didn't have, so we are helping them settling that Directorate, and we are updating. All these policies, the green economy policy mm-hmm. and natural capital policy, we, the bank helped the government to design the natural capital mm-hmm. uh, policy in the country and updating the, um, the green economy strategy. So we use all these projects also to work upstream and helping the government updating these policies and strategies. Okay. Uh, based on this piloting project
0: that we're doing. Mm. I know the project was actually on land and water uh, management, but I'm wondering because given that Mozambique has been heavily impacted by cyclones, in terms of early warning, talk to me about early warning and what is being done in terms of um, making sure the communities are not caught up.
2: Yes, uh, thank you for this. Uh, That's a very important question. We are talking about the Sustainable Land and Water Management Project. Yeah. But we, the bank, since 2000, actually this project was designed in 1993, but it was implementing after the floods of 2000, mm-hmm. The Massinger Dam project. We rehabilitated mm-hmm. a huge dam that uh, along uh, Elephants River, which is tributary to Limpopo River, mm-hmm. to control the floods also over the Limpopo to the Maputo, to the southern part of Mozambique.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that project started, to, when we started implementing this project,
0: mm-hmm.
2: we designed the, all the early warning systems for the southern part of Mozambique, we put under that project. That's okay. why the sustainable land we didn't include, because we already included into the messenger Dam project,
0: Okay.
2: the early warning system. That's mm-hmm. why now Limpopo, um, Is well managed and well controlled um, system mm-hmm. uh, because of these early warning systems that we put in place. We 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 have all the information that we needed when because Limpopo passes through three countries, actually four, we are in Botswana, South Africa, mm-hmm. Botswana, Zimbabwe, Swaziland, and it gets ends up in Mozambique.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And because of the upstream management. Which is included in Bebed within the SADC uh, river management. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the, um, we have the phases of heavy rain upstream, they open all the gates and the water end up in Mozambique. Mm. And that's why we put the early warning system specifically on the Limpopo uh, system. We have mm-hmm. also on in the Inkomati, another river that comes also managed under the SADC agreement upstream in South Africa, Inkomati mm-hmm. River. So that Mozambique is uh, the southern part of Mozambique is really the early warning system is there in place. Okay. What we are doing on this project that we are designing right now, mm-hmm. uh, this uh, this new project that we are designing, mm-hmm. is we need to update and upgrade mm-hmm. the early warning mm-hmm. system that is in place. Okay. Um, but the sustainable, sustainable land and water management, we didn't put the system because we are using the system of past projects that the bank funded. Uh, we we used to, we we got the information from the from 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 those projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we are doing now on the Idai. It was a good question that you asked because on the Idai, mm-hmm. because of the cyclone, we mm-hmm. are moving the systems towards the um, central region. And the north regions, because those areas they were really affected by four cyclones in two years now. Yeah, we have we have IDI, mm-hmm. Kennedy, we had two recently, two most recent cyclones. Mm-hmm. So, we are putting the systems up there on those uh, two provinces. On the Idai, the bank was the first to respond. Mm-hmm. First, um, we did the, the disaster management studies. We were able to approve the project in four days. Everything was there, but the project is still uh, the delays on implementation, although we designed very quickly, we quickly the response. But we mm-hmm. are putting the early warning system there also on the central part of on, on the country, central north part of the country, and uh, in the response project.
0: All right, Cezal. Thank you so much. We have to leave it there. I appreciate thank your you, time. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you. And that's all we had for you today on the Financing Change series, a series made possible by a collaboration between the Climate Investment Funds, the African Development Bank, and the Africa Climate Conversation. Visit our website, www.africaclimateconversations.com, for more episodes and keep those emails coming using info at com. But until next week on Thursday, kwaheri. My name is Sophie Bobwa. Inaindeshwa na AfriPods.